Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Trans Tuesday. So excited for this experience. Uh, we got Chloe Webb jumping in. So uh, we have club members are climbing into the Zoom. We've got a really special um, My Feminine Heart tonight. So we've got Elizabeth Taylor in the house teaching club members how to do a smoky eye. And we voted, like we had a couple of makeup ideas that she could be teaching us. And club members were like, I wanna know how to do the smoky eye. So for some of us brave souls are on here in Zoom, barefaced, um, <laughs> ready to show the world ourselves with no makeup to learn how to do this because Elizabeth is gonna teach us um, that we're starting off with like no makeup on when we gotta do these like crazy, beautiful eye makeup artworks. Um, but Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back to Trans Tuesday. All right, thank you. I'm here from my uh, studio in Tacoma Park, Maryland, right near Washington, DC. And I'm here to teach you how to do a smoky eye. The only prep I've done for my face so far is my moisturizing routine. So that's washing my face, using toner, using any like serum I might have. I used a calming serum because I saw that my face looked red when I looked in the video. I'm like, ah, let me run and put my calming serum on um, and then moisturizer. And then I'm gonna do the rest here. Uh, the reason I do that with a smoky eye is with a smoky eye, there's a lot of fallout of the makeup right along the cheeks here. And if you're doing a super neutral eye, like uh, things that match your skin tone, you have fallouts of creams and light browns and medium browns. You know, those can blend in pretty well with skin tone. But when you're using, say, dark greens, dark blues, grays, and blacks, and that falls off on your cheeks, that makes a big mess. You've got to clean up. And I like to clean that up with a makeup wipe. Um, when I've tried covering that up with foundation, it just makes a big mess. It turns your cheek gray and that's the vampire look, right? If you have black fall off and it lightens up. So that's again, why we're starting with the eyes first and then foundation after. Um, any questions about that approach before we get started? Are there any colors you can't use for a smoky eye? Um, so with a smoky eye, the colors that, uh, we're tending for our, we're looking for having a light tone, a medium kind of tone, which I call a mid-tone, the light color I call a highlight. And the highlight should be something that is similar to skin color or a little bit lighter than skin color. Um, a mid-tone, which a mid-tone could like match the color that you choose for your darkest color, or it could be like a medium a brown, like darker than skin tone, but not super dark. And then the darkest color uh, can be a range of things, but bright colors, for example, it's not really a smoky eye. Then you're going to more like a club eye or a glitter eye or a Miami beach kind of eye. Uh, so we're target, uh, looking toward darker things. And I was planning to do a dark brown smoky eye tonight. Um, I often do like a uh, dark gray kind of one, but I feel like people have seen that so many times that I want to do something different and do dark brown. Um, the uh, browns look really good with um, blue eyes, but also look, can look good with any eye. So that's one of the reasons I picked that. Yay, I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever seen a smoky brown eye before. I actually did it twice in the past week with a client. So it actually works out. So it is tested. That's awesome. So, so somebody can actually hire you to teach them how to do this one-on-one. -on -one. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also am using a palette today. One of the reasons I picked this look is because it's from a palette that's still available for purchase from MAC. Whereas like my gray black smoky eye that I love is from a palette that is part of a limited edition that is a previous edition. So I am using 
this palette from Mac. It is the Mac Art Library Nude Model. And I don't know if you can read that or not, but oh, Mac really Art small. Library Nude Model. And so the colors I've picked from here uh, for the smoky eye. So here, highlight color. So you see that that is lighter than my skin tone. The darkest color um, that in here is right here. And then what I found works really well for mid-tone. Uh, so let me just look at the mid-tones here. So it could be this one. It could be this one. Or it could be that one. And for me, I'll probably go with this one because this one is a little bit more pinky compared to the other ones. And I have a more of a pink undertone to my skin. So that's one of the things I'm looking at for the mid-tone selection. And also for highlight, generally speaking, is something that goes with the undertone of my skin. I've got a pink undertone to a neutral undertone. Um, so this one's a little more pinkish. This one's a little more neutral. And then this one right here is definitely in the more like yellow to olive kind of undertone. And so that would be a bad choice for me. Beth, do you sell makeup? Uh, so the question is, do I sell makeup? Um, I used to sell makeup. I started with Mary Kay. It was great. It got me into the business. I switched over to Unique. And eventually I kind of like outgrew those brands and I switched over to Mac, which I don't sell Mac, but I can take people shopping for that. Awesome. Oh, so somebody can be with you in person or virtual and you can help them pick out the right makeup for them. Right, right. So, and I've got a whole list of recommended products for Mac and have my uh, makeup notes formatted to be makeup agnostic. So you can bring in whatever brand of makeup you want. And my makeup notes are coordinated to that. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. All right. So what we're going to start with you for eye makeup in general, and especially a smoky eye, you really need to have an eye primer. So the eye primer helps the eye makeup stay in place. It helps reduce creasing like the crease right along here when you open and close uh, without an eye primer, it can be as little as like 45 minutes and you can start to see your skin through there instead of having um, the eyeshadow visible. So I'm just gonna apply that with my finger. You can apply that with a concealer brush. And then I'm gonna do that up to the eyebrow. And then I usually put a little bit in my eyebrow. So when I put on brow powder later, it's got something to adhere to. And I also put on a little bit underneath the eye because I usually put a little bit of eyeshadow underneath the eye too. Beth, and then I, I used to wear eyeshadow primer when I was younger and I didn't realize all the benefits of it. And now I just use a primer like all over my face. Like I use a Lancome base primer. Should I still use a separate eyeshadow primer or is a base primer good for all over? Um, so the question is, you know, with could you just use a foundation primer all over your face or can, should you use a specific eye primer? Yeah. Um, a foundation primer will work in a pinch. And if you're not having any issues with uh, creasing, you're not having any issues with longevity or running, then I would say go with you know what's working for you. Um, what I do find with the uh, eye primers is that it's a little bit thicker consistency than a foundation primer. And so my guess is that it's gonna have a little bit different staying power. Uh, but you may not have like some of the issues that I see, like if someone has a hooded eye, for example, it's going to have more issues with that makeup creasing than someone who has a youthful um, average or normal kind of eye where everything is fully visible. Does that answer your question? Yeah, a hundred percent. When I was, when I first had somebody sell me eyeshadow primer, it was just explained that it would help the eyeshadow stay longer and more vibrant, like none of the, none of the rest of that. So that's awesome. Thank you. 
Yeah, but definitely more vibrant too. It makes the colors have a lot more impact. So I'll put eyeshadows like on the back of my hand to like test them out. And unless I put eye primer on first, they look really dull. Put the eye primer on and bam, they look like how they look on the eye. Hey, Liz, when you do yeah. your, your um, smoky eye, do you do it based on the colors that you're wearing that day or based on what you're trying to project from yourself? Uh, so the question is, how do I pick like the colors for my smoky eye? So for my clients, uh, it depends on what they're going for. For some, they, they just tell me I want a gray based smoky eye, which is the most common. Uh, for others, they're like, hey, can you recommend something? So if they got blue eyes, then I'm going to recommend like a dark brown smoky eye because that's going to bring out the blue in their eyes. Um, for someone, other, someone else wanted like a blue and I'm like, oh, you don't want 80s blue, do you? And I'm like, so I, we found like a dark, dark, like smoky blue for their eyes. So that's for them based on preference. But I think you're asking about me. Uh, so for me, I haven't, I have to confess, I haven't been wearing makeup much during COVID. <laughs> now many of us are. <laughs> but it, I especially it, like, haven't had a reason for a smoky eye. Like for me with, you know, until I really get back into doing uh, makeup, because really, I don't go out that much except for really maybe once a week for work. But if I do based on my eye color, which is hazel and my skin tone color, what would you suggest? Uh, what, so what kind of hazel eyes do you have? Because hazel just means it's a mixture of colors. And I don't remember whether you have like a green brown mixture or if you have a blue brown mixture or something else. It's like a green brown, but it's like. Uh, so, so green goes really well with like uh, mauves and burgundies and purple. So you could do like a dark purple kind of smoky eye or like even this palette here has like some mauve kind of colors in it that uh, pull out the green. Um, I also have like a black with a little bit of like purple uh, shimmer in it type one that would probably look really good. Um, Yeah, uh, and then, or if you go with the brown in your eyes, brown go, eyes go with all makeup colors. So you could just have fun with it. And I also have hazel eyes with green and brown. So, and yes, I do like to use the smoky eye to express personality. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's kind of like, yes, all of the above. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna grab my first eye brush. Um, so I'm just grabbing one here. Uh, so you can see kind of bristles here. They, they're flopping back and forth pretty easily. And it's not too densely packed. That's in contrast to the one that we're gonna use next for the main colors, which is a little bit firmer texture. Um, and it's meant to, for things, you can use this one on wet or dry um, eyeshadows or cream eyeshadows versus this one you cannot use on a cream or a wet product and do it well. And that's gonna become important as we try to build up the color intensity of the eyeshadow. So I'm gonna start with the highlight color. I always start with the highlight color. The highlight color is gonna go underneath the eyebrow and possibly a little bit in the corner of the eye here to keep the eye open visually. Let me just come a little closer so you can actually see my eyes. So here I'm gonna go underneath the eyebrow And you can see that I'm like lowering and raising my eyebrows to just kind of get access to the different area and kind of see like where things line up. I'm not trying to go into the crease right here. And then I'm gonna go on this inner corner of the eye right in here 
and just throw in a little bit of this lighter color just to keep the eye open. I'm kind of like packing it in in the corner versus like spreading it way around. So I want to make sure we keep the darkness on the lid. And then I'm going to go do that on the other eye. So again, going underneath the eyebrow. Um, if you don't have your eyebrows like, you know, super trimmed, which I do not, I actually cover some of the eyebrow hairs with the highlight color. And then I'm going doing again that inner corner of the eye with the highlight. Highlight again is that lightest kind of color, one that is a little bit lighter than your skin tone. So you can't see a whole lot here yet. It's not that exciting. You know, it's one color. Uh, so next I'm gonna do the mid-tones. The mid-tone is that next darkest color, the one that's a little bit darker than skin tone. And here I'm gonna go underneath that highlight color. So you see how I'm like kind of looking down here and see, see the crease right here. So when I look down, that opens up the crease so I can get access to it. And I'm going above the crease, in the crease, and a little bit below the crease. In fact, I could go all the way down to my eye, um, the, the eyelashes, right? I can think. I can go all the way down to like the eyelash area if I wanted to. And then I'm just building up that color a little bit here. And then it's important to make sure that you can see this color above the crease when your eye is open and when you're looking down. So you see how you can see it looking down, but you can also see it open. And then if you can't see it open, you can go back with your eye open and make sure you put it on there so you can see that. Because for someone with a hooded eye, uh, it's gonna be difficult to see that color once you have your eyes open. Uh, but it's nice to see that color so you don't just see highlight when the eye is open. <gasps> is that Chloe? <laughs> yep. I heard your voice in my bedroom the other night, but I didn't see you. Now yeah. I'm really going to see you. Yeah, I was talking to Giselle. <laughs> awesome. It's so good to see you. It's been too long. Yes, it has. Now, are you back in the D.C. area or are you down in uh, Florida or somewhere else? Well, I'm, in, I'm in Fairfax. Hooray! Yeah. Hey, Chloe. Hey, how you doing, Karen? Good. Hey, Chloe, welcome to the Zoom. Yeah, I, uh, I apologize for not having my tools with me. I, I oh, don't worry, I'm not doing any. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy doing my website stuff, so. All right, so here I'm just doing the second eye with the mid-tone. Mid-tone, again, is a little bit uh, darker than skin tone, and it's going to be lighter than your contour color, darker than highlight, going into the crease, and then making sure that that color is visible above the crease, too. And one of the things that to me is very important to do next is to take a fluffy brush for blending and blend these two colors together before we put on the darkest color. If we wait till we put on the darkest color, it's very easy for that darkest color. You know, when you start to blend and you're blending here and here and here, it's easy for that darkest color to get mixed in with the highlight and turn it, you know, gross looking like mud. You know, if it's like, uh, you know, have black on the lid, it'll look gray up there. And it's so easy for it to happen. And so I'm just using a windshield wiper kind of movement, like the windshield wipers on the cars going up and down the U-shape. And you see that I'm doing this a lot, a lot of times. 
and we'll blend more times than this. But then the next time when we blend, we'll be blending that darkest color, the contour into the mid-tone, and then we don't have to re-blend it with the highlight. That's awesome. I never go in and blend. I always just apply my color and then move on. Oh, that's what I do too. <laughs> that explains why I see a lot of unblended looks when I see people selfies. <laughs> you're, you're giving me a shock here. <laughs> I'm, it's also hard following you. You're doing such a good job. But for me, because I put makeup on every day. I keep falling into my old habits. And then so I'm, I'm not sure whether I blended this one as much as I would like to looking at it really close like here. But in the mirror over there, it looks good. So it might just be a video or a lighting thing. It looks good. I can. All right. So next, I'm going to take the darkest color. And Chloe, I, I was teaching a brown smoky night yeah. tonight. And part of the reason I'm doing it is that just to be different and obstinate, because um, yeah. <laughs> you know me. Uh, but it also pairs really well with a blue eye. And a lot of oh, people yeah. have blue eyes. And yep. I think it's a better look than a gray with a blue eye. Oh, yeah. And I'm using a palette from Mac that's still available called Nude Model and it's from the art library. So I'm gonna use this darkest brown here. And this brown is gonna go on reasonably dark, but I'm gonna show you how to make it even darker and more intense after we put on this first layer and we blend it. All right, so I'm taking this really compact, dense brush. The one I said that we can use with wet or dry products. I'm putting that in and see how intense I'm making, getting the brush. I'm really packing it onto that brush. Wow, yeah. And then I'm going to go in and press it onto the eye. Notice I'm pressing here. I'm not trying to blend it. I'm just pressing it onto the eye, going up to that crease. But I'm not going really into the crease, or I'm trying to avoid it. It's impossible to completely avoid sometimes. And you said this should be the darkest color we're going to use? That's right. And that's right. Unless you have something that is like super duper extra dark that you wanna to use to kind of like contour your contour, because sometimes I will do that too. But if you're using a three-tone look, this is the darkest of your three colors. And that's because in a smoky eye, the darkest color goes on the lid. And I'm going back in and getting a little bit more product. And then I'm gonna go do the other eye again, packing it onto the brush. I knock off the extra onto my tray here. Uh, otherwise uh, it's gonna just fall off onto the face. And I'm packing that in again, patting it down, going up to that natural kind of crease area. I'm, I'm subconsciously not even realizing it, arching my brow to get access. And it looks like you are, are you going down into the full corner, the inside corner of the eye? I am, I am uh, going over the highlight because I don't want the highlight to be too intense here. I want that highlight to be a little bit muted. That muddy look I was talking about is actually a good thing on that inner corner or it can be. But that's a great question, Cass. Thank you. Your eyes are so dark. I've never taken my eyes that dark. I'm even having a hard time doing it now following you. And I'm definitely going up into my crease. 
Now, is it that you don't want them that dark or is it that you can't physically make it that dark? It's just crazy doing it. I've just never gotten that dark on my lid before. My lid's always been light. You asked for a smoky eye, my dear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And this is why I've never done it right before. Um, so here, we're going to go into the crease and we're going to blend. So this dark color that we put on the lid and we try not to go in the crease is now going to get blended up. And so it's going to stop. So right now there's a really sharp contrast between my lid and this mid-tone area, right? And we're going to soften that out. And that color is going to be worked up a little bit. So I'm generally doing that windshield wiper upside down U kind of shape. You know, but sometimes I'm going in and just getting a little bit uh, more in some areas. And so now that I'm taking a look here, you see that there's not really a whole lot that's worked up um, above here. So it's a kind of still kind of a sharp contrast between my lid and up in this area. So what I will do is I will take a little bit of that darker color, not as packed on, I'll get off as more than what I had on. And I'll work that color up just a little bit in here so that on this outer part, so when my eye is open, I just have a little bit out here. And then I'll blend that in. And you see that it's getting kind of messy out here. That's okay because I'll take a makeup wipe and a Q-tip in that makeup wipe to clean all that up. So I'm trying to get that darker color up a little bit higher here. And then the shape is just a little bit off. So let me look in the mirror so I can get this shaping a little bit. Because it looks like a little bit square right now. So Liz, <clears throat> when is the best time to wear a smoky look? Is it during the day or at nighttime? So when's the best time to wear a smoky eye look? To me, a smoky eye look, the best time is when you're going to the club, you're going to the opera, you're going to the theater, you're going out to a dimly lit restaurant, you have a candle lit dinner, things where you want to feel and look sexy. Copy. So to me, the office would not be typically the most appropriate place for that. Gotcha. That doesn't mean that in some cultures it might not be fine, but in the Washington DC culture as I know it, that would not be the norm. Okay. And from what I hear, there's a lot of my feminine heart members from the greater DC metro area. <laughs> I had someone from New York in one of the makeup classes at Keystone and the concept of a New York City, Italian American woman's daytime look is completely different than the Washington DC standard. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I can teach this class anymore because there's too many standards. <laughs> All right, so I'm just cleaning up right here along this eye just so you can get a better sense of what this eye is going to look like. So what I'm doing is I'm taking a makeup wipe. I'm taking a Q-tip in there. And you can see that it's got a really different shape now that I've defined it. It's not like, like this side, it makes my eye look droopy. Here, it's starting to open up the eye and lift it up. And again, I took a Q-tip inside a makeup wipe and I just went along 
basically the outer part of the eye. Let me hold the brush here. Outer, basically along this line, outer part of the nose, outer part of the eye, outer part of the eyebrow. And then that gives me just a, another chance to see exactly how it's going to look so I know how much I want to blend. And I think you said earlier that you do your eyes first and then you do the rest of your face second. Right, right. It's so funny. That's something I'm going to have to get used to changing because I always do my makeup first and then my eyes last. So, uh, so if you're using like skin tone kind of colors, like in this smoke, yeah, maybe I could get away with it, right? Uh -huh. But if you're using colors that aren't skin tone colors, you know, they're going to build up on the cheeks and then covering with foundation only works so much. Okay. Are you going all the way into the corner of your eye when you do that white? Uh, yeah, so I've had a highlight color right here and mm. then I am covering it with this darker color just to soften that highlight and kind of blend it. I'm in, on the outer corner, like when you go to match it up to when you start doing under your eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't done under the eye yet, but so let's wait, let's table that for when we get there and then we'll, um, uh, I'll figure out what exactly <laughs> that means. Okay. So I'm just adding a little bit more smokiness up into the mid-tone area. Now, maybe if I picked a darker mid-tone, I wouldn't need to do this. And so maybe my midtone is just a little bit too light for this particular contour. But it's also something I often do is to work that darkest color into the midtone just a little bit more, but at a lighter level of intensity than I'm doing on the lid. All right, and then you can see how droopy it looks out here compared to how cleaned up it looks over here. And if I didn't have that makeup wipe sort of option and the option to clean up, I would have droopy eye and that just would not be very fun. Oh, and, but I will be connecting it underneath here with eyeshadow if that's what you're, you're meaning, Chloe. But probably not to the extent where it's, cause here it's drooping down and it's giving me like crow's feet. You know, and clearly I don't have crow's feet. So, you know, it's all the makeup. Aren't you lucky us older ladies have them. <laughs> well, I, they want the, the makeup wouldn't settle there if I didn't have them either. Yeah. Actually, so. I don't think I got crows. I got more bags than anything. I've just got recognized. They're so dark. I don't even have to blend. It's just already naturally shaded around the edge. Oh, I found something that works relatively well for covering up like the discoloration under eyes. Is that what you have, Chloe? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I what I remember. And let me just show you the product that I've been using for that lately. And I've been using it for beard shadow coverage too. It's uh, actually LA Girl, which is available on Amazon and Target. Mm -hmm. And it's their peach uh, color corrector. It's been working really well for like um, ivory and beige beard cover. Okay. And also ivory and beige um, when they have like that green brown kind of discoloration under the eyes. Okay. And Wait. it is way more neutral than that orange stuff from Mirren that I've been using for so long. And it feels a lot more like makeup rather than like theater. Okay. Oh, and that was the LA Girl uh, Peach Color Corrector. And they have a whole series of color correctors. I got like green to like cover when people like cut themselves like shaving. 
So that's been pretty cool. Is so like when they have a little bit of dry blood on their face, I can color correct that. Yeah. Or for me, like a little red spot here, I can color correct that with a little bit of green. Do you like that better than Benai? I haven't tried the Benai um, color corrector. Um, it's another theater brand like Mirren. Yeah, I use so it. I, I, li I live in it, basically. Um, but it's just around the, the, the lips and right in the chin area. And that's about it until I finish electrolysis. So. It's an ongoing process. It seems like it's never ending, right? Yeah, really. Beth, we have a question from our audience. So Renee Mitchell. Hi, Renee. Um, she would like to know, is there an age limit for the smoky eye? An age limit? Yep. Is it, there an age where you need to stop wearing it? Um, if you cannot see to put on the smoky eye, that would be the age to stop wearing a smoky eye. <laughs> uh, uh -oh, we're talking, I'm in trouble. We are talking about the LGBTQ community, right? We do not care about age. Age is just a number. Uh, <laughs> we do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> uh, if you're talking about mainstream cisgender, whatever, whatever norms, I mean, they're not going, they're, the perception that I have of the mainstream woman is that they don't even go to clubs at 40, right? And we're just starting clubs at 40, right? I mean, <laughs> I just don't see how we can even compare to that kind of like demographic. To, so to me, if you can't see to put it on or you can't pay someone to put it on, then maybe that's when you should stop. I would think it would be lifestyle. Like, you know, Sunday morning church, I don't care what age you are, probably not a smoky eye. Like you right. were location specific. If you're still going out to the club, Door. I could see Helen Mirren on the red carpet in a smoky eye. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Helen Mirren, like, she's my go to gorgeous senior, like, celebrity to reference for everything. All right. So I know that Cass already said my eyes are pretty dark up here, but we can get them darker. I'm going to show you how to do that because your eyeshadow might not be quite as dark as you want it the first time around. You might want more intensity or what you might want to do is make like this outer corner out here a little bit darker. And I've gone as dark as this eyeshadow can go dry. And so what I'm going to do is do, put some on wet and I specifically get it wet with a makeup finishing spray that has glycerin in it. And the glycerin is the solvent that helps it go on well. So what I do is I spray it onto like this fat this, uh, oh, I can think of the word. Um, maybe it's I can't think of it. It's like, What's a it, called? it looks like a mirror. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, it's a piece of metal to, but you can put it onto like a plastic lid. Um, anything where you, you can put like your makeup products. But you need to use um, like a product, just, not just dip in water. Right, right. The water. Um, I tried that for a while. It's just not as good as using a glycerin base. And then I dip the brush in. And so now it is wet with that same color. And you're going to see how much darker this is when I go in and do this on the outer part of this eye. Wow. Because it already looked dark before, right? Not as dark as it does now. <laughs> And so think about how much more versatility the colors in your eyeshadow palette have once you realize that you have a whole nother level of intensity that you can give them. 
because this doesn't apply to just a smoky eye. You could do this with a bright eye too, like that Miami bright blues and aquas kind of eye. Um, you know, your glitter base eye where you're trying to get like a bright pink or something under glitter. And glitter, if you got like a loose glitter eyeshadow using the um, finishing spray, dipping your brush in there and then dipping in the glitter helps the glitter actually stay. I have glitter. I'm like doing glitter eyeshadow right now. And it's like, it hasn't shown at all since I've bought it. And I was like, this is so disappointing. Now I know what to do. Yeah, so try that. If that doesn't work, I have another super secret. Like it's on, it's on the Mac Pro site, not the regular Mac site. So not available in the Mac store. Uh, but there's another thing called a mixing medium that the glitter it is eye popping. It was like, oh my God, I have like no, the control level is like totally different in this mixing medium. And so I can show you that cast. Uh, I got the inside scoop now, what we all do. <laughs> so are you doing the entire lid from below the crease to the eyelashes right now? Super dark. Yes, yeah, except I didn't go over the highlight area. So maybe I've overdone it a little bit. Let's find out after. I uh, blend out this, this edge. I'm trying to avoid going on to the lid. I love what you've done so far. I feel like you look gorgeous and somehow I look like a heroin addict. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you used your makeup wipe to clean up under your eyes? That makes all the difference. Cass, we can't see you close up though. <laughs> yeah, girl, there's a reason. I'm like far from the camera. Oh, oh, so look at that smokiness that we just made with that blend. I think a little bit more right in there, but look here versus like the other one where it's still like a, a jagged edge. Mm -hmm. I know this is really like just let's watch uh, blend uh, eye makeup for an hour. Blend, blend, blend. But I can see this like softening up like with every stroke. And it was really a jagged mess. I think I got to show you that. See how it's still like a little bit harsh and we're just going to soften it just a little bit more. And the big thing now is I don't want to go back over the actual lid and uh, take off any of that color intensity that we added. Uh, do you all want me to show you that mixing medium that I was telling you about? Sure. Just yeah. in case you feel like uh, buying something goofy for your kit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Right here. Mixing medium. Uh, this is The color is called shine. So probably especially good for glitter. And here's the bottom. Yeah, you can't read that. Maybe here it says shine. And then on the back it says mixing medium. And then all the other stuff is in a different language for professional use only. Does it give a number for a Mac? Um, the number is, uh, this says shine and the number underneath it. I don't know if it's a batch number or a color number is A57. So again, your first line of defense would be the makeup finishing spray. But if you really want to try something crazy and see how intense you can make your colors, try the mixing medium, but try that on your hand first and before it's a critical night because you'll be surprised at how uh, shiny that glitter will look it won't look like just little specks anymore it will look like you put metal over your eye <laughs> it, it was incredible and thankfully my client liked the metal look 
<laughs> She's like, oh, it's perfect. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I would definitely recommend if you're doing this at home, um, practice this once before it's a critical night. I like that phrase. Like, don't do this within a half an hour of going out to the club. Like, give yourself a practice night for the smoky eye. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, so yeah, it's okay, not as easy back. as it looks. No. So I'm going back and I'm cleaning up again uh, around the eye. And that one of the benefits of cleaning like this also is if you're making a wing at all for your eyeliner, you have a nice crisp line to follow for that wing that you already know is going to look uh, reasonably good open and closed. Because that's one of the toughest thing with a, a wing is to get it to look good both open and closed. Sorry about that. Put them on all right. Now I'm going to grab my next brush. So this is like a flat headed uh, densely packed brush and I'm going to use this for underneath the eye. I'm going to start with the light color and go to the dark color and so I'm going to start with just a little bit right here on the inner corner just to keep the eye visually open like we talked about. And then I'm going to try a little bit of that mid-tone but it's so light that it's probably just going to hang out a little bit right in here. And then I'm going to use that darkest color and here I'm not really pressing on I'm really more like I guess wiping on so to speak. I love this. I'm using makeup brushes that I've owned for like 20 some years and I've always been in like a bag that I've just never touched. I've never used this brush before. You're kidding me. I use this one like every time. It's impossible to do makeup without it. I never do eyeshadow below my eyelid. I love this. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've got brushes I've never used either. Right, so the first... Oh, Go I want to see everybody's smoky eye pictures at some point in the comments of this. We got to share it on the page. Elizabeth, <laughs> I'm adding you to the page. Awesome. And, I, and so one of the big rules with eye makeup is that you never want your eye makeup below the eye to be like darker or thicker than that above. For example, with eyeliner, do not. So I've had, I've seen this before. People will say, Oh, but it's so much easier to do eyeliner under the eye than over the eye. But so I just did it under the eye, skipped over the eye. No, it makes you look like a raccoon. So it pulls down the eyes visually. If you can't do eyeliner at all over the eye, but you can do it under, skip it all together, please. For everyone's sake, you don't want to look like a raccoon. Um, <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> all right tell me again what's under your eye I I was doing it with you and then I lost you I did the light my light I did the light is the highlight I did just mm -hmm. a tiny bit of the midtown to blend it in to um the contour the darkest color and then the rest of it is the midtone like in the middle or it's just blending oh it's, it's so you could technically with this particular color combo I could have skipped the midtone because this midtone is so light if I had to do it over again, I would probably pick like this color right here is the midtone. It just looked really dark for my skin tone. So I was afraid to try it uh, for the first time on a video. And so I think what you were talking about, Chloe, is like, how do I connect out here? Is that, yeah. is that right? Yes. 
And I don't know if that answers your question by looking at it or if there's some other specific question that I've missed out on. Well, I didn't know if you were going to leave enough on the outer corner when you when you wiped to make make it space to, for, for it to connect or, or if you were just going to draw up or how you were going to do that. And what do you think? Do I leave enough space? Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> and then if I need a little bit more, I can always go add a little bit back in just to make a smoother connector. Yeah, I almost never do under my eyes. So your bottom, you never went all the way to the end, to the corner of your eye or- so I could, I could. Because. It just depends on how dramatic you kind of want. And I'm still like debating that when I'm looking at it. Right. Because I think I might go in a little bit farther still, but, I, but at a slightly less uh, quantity, like uh, just for a little bit lighter look. Yeah, I like that a little better. That wasn't my suggestion. I just wasn't sure because you started in the middle. Well, so the thing is, it's easy to add. It's hard to take away because if I take away, that means I've got to add my eye primer back in. Okay. So I'd rather like be conservative the first go around with something like that. And then I can always add more. And I can take it away with a Q-tip and a makeup wipe. But then, you know, again, it takes away the underneath layers. All right, so next up, I'm gonna do the eyeliner. So there's, um, even though I'm doing brown here, I'm gonna use a black eyeliner to make it more intense because we're talking about a smoky eye. And my favorite combination for a smoky eye in terms of eyeliner types is to use a gel eyeliner with a gel eyeliner brush, which maybe this is another brush you haven't used yet, Cass. Let me find my favorite just a second. have a whole bunch in here let's see or at least I'm supposed to have a whole bunch let's see if I have my favorite one out of my whole bunch I may not have my favorite but I've got a second favorite do you have any tips for preserving the gel because I use it so infrequently that it, it's almost always dry when I go back to use it later Ooh. um do you close the lid up right away? Yeah. Um, do you scoop it out rather than like keep dipping in? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so if that is the case with the gel, then, um, so I would say gel probably only lasts like one to two years once it's been opened. What you might want to try is a liquid eyeliner instead if that doesn't, uh, okay. or just use a pencil. Because I do a successful smoky eye with a pencil too. It's just a little bit less intense than the gel or the liquid eyeliner look. Okay. Um, what I have found less success in for me is like the, um, what do they have like pens that have like eyeliner in them? And I don't mm -hmm. use those on clients because I sanitizing them seems like an issue to me. Um, mm -hmm. But when I bought them for myself, they dry out almost instantly. I've had clients say they don't dry out for them, but you know, I haven't had any good experience yet with not having a dry out on a, an eyeliner pen, but that's an option. The Scandalized was one of the brands that someone brought in that looked really cool and was easy to use. And that's like Rimmel from, from the drugstore. Oh, wow. Okay. I tell you one thing I'm finding out is not using my makeup as much as before COVID. Um, <laughs> some of it is drying up, you know, especially like one of my primers from Mac. I was like, oh my God, this is expensive to be drying up. So, well, What kind of primer is drying up? 
Uh, it's one from uh, from Mac uh, that I use for my eye eyelid. Oh, and does it come in like a tube like this? No, no, it's in a little. Oh, it's the paint pot. Paint yeah, paint pots also dry up in that one to two year time frame. Yeah, any cream eyeshadow will. So what you could do is when you switch is to go to one like this. Okay. Because uh, I haven't had any issues with this style drying up. But it might just be that my go-through rate is so high compared to other people because I do this for a living. Right. So with my gel eyeliner, I'm putting it on my, um, I don't know, spatula is not the right term. I just still can't remember what the name of this is. It's the thing that makeup art, the artists put their paint on that they hold like this. A palette. Palette, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jamie Kendall says hi too. She says, hi, Jamie. <laughs> she says, thanks for sharing your great knowledge with us. And we missed before I missed saying hi to Marie Lamont. Marie was with us. Oh, hey, Marie. Um, all right. So I like a little bit different style brush better than this one for it, but there's still a narrow side. There's a wide side and a narrow side. I'm just going to use the narrow side. I've coated this with my Black Track Pro Longwear Fluid Line Eyeliner from MAC. And then I'm going to go in right here next to my eyelashes. You see how I'm arching my brows. The arching of my brows lifts the skin of the lower eyelid off of the eyelashes. And then if I want a little wing, then I can pop that up right along this line. And I'm not going to go farther than that because I am 40 and I, um, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> so I just, uh, you know, once you got more wrinkles, it is harder to do a, a, a wing. And I don't like wings as much as I did when I was in my 20s and early 30s. I thought you were in your early 30s. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been in my early 30s for the ever since you've known me, Karen. Yeah, well, you got a ways to go to get to my age. I'll be 64 next month. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. All right. So let's see how I can look in the mirror and have you see it at the same time. Let me hold up a mirror. All right. So again, I'm arching the eyebrows to get access to right next to the eyelashes. This is especially important if you've got uh, more wrinkles or folds in the eyelid. And you see that even though that, that dark brown was really, really dark, you can see that the eyeliner is darker yet. And that's one of the reasons I'm going with black because I don't think that brown would show up. And again, the rule of thumb here is that the eyeliner should be darker or thicker on the outside, not the inside, and on the top of the eye and not the bottom. Let me just make sure these line up. Give another little coat. I don't know about anyone else on here, but I'm going to rewatch this every time I do my makeup now. <laughs> Same here. Is there a rule of thumb which way to go in the direction for your eyeliner? What I find is it depends on how like your little like um, 
the creases in the on your eye are. So like some people have very crepey kind of eyelids. So I've got to go both directions and then I got to like pull their eyelids to get access. So uh, you need to go whatever way does the trick for you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Beth, I know we're going darker because it's a smoky eye. That's um, right. But I had in my mind when I was young, I had read that like you shouldn't close the eyeliner on the top and bottom and like black minimizes. So it's actually better to use other colors for eyeliners. So like I use like browns or greens or purples when I use my eyeliner, like I rarely use black. Is that right or is that wrong? Okay, so in terms of the, like the closing it, that, that's the inner corner right here. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, no, I'd never connect that, but I wouldn't even connect the outer end too. Oh, I would totally connect the outer end. The inner part is the part that can make the eye look really closed in and make the eye look visually smaller. So I usually do not connect that except in the following circumstances. One, the client asked for it. Uh, two, they're going for a very slutty, naughty kind of look and we're using false eyelashes and the false eyelashes make the eye look bigger. And so it's offsetting the smaller look. Um, what are the other situations I'll connect? There's just sometimes, sometimes people have big eyes and it doesn't hurt to make them a little bit smaller. Really? Uh, what's that? Wow. <laughs> there are some people that have big eyes. Um, and then, and then for the black, what I like about the black is the black. So I love Brown too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, when I can use Brown, like someone who has blue eyes and I can use Brown on them for a non-smoky eye kind of look, uh, and they'll let me. I do that because it's a more natural look, uh, but we're talking today about a dramatic smoky eye look. And what's great about black is that's gonna push back visually right here at the base of the um, eyelashes. And so it's gonna make the eyelashes look bigger mm. uh, by pushing back right below it. Uh, and to get to your point about how can you make the eye look bigger to compensate, you can actually use like white eyeliner or like a nude color eyeliner on this bottom waterline to open it up. I personally am not a fan of that look, but that's an option that some people do. Um, I'm also gonna show you two different ways you can do like the bottom eyeliner here. To, and it's a, a trade-off between what looks possibly sexier or clubbier and what's gonna make your eye look larger or more open. Wow. <laughs> I, I can tell that we could do this for like 10 hours. This is amazing. <laughs> The girls are just saying their thanks so much. Renee says she's so glad she's able to make it tonight. Um, Jamie is this says, Renee Summers? Renee Mitchell. Renee Mitchell. I do I know Renee Mitchell? I don't know. Renee, do you know Beth? Like, well, we'll see. And Jamie Kendall, she just, um, she's so sorry she joined later. Long day. She can't wait to, she can't wait to watch this again. Loves this, is so grateful. That's yeah. Jamie Kendall. Yeah. All right, so next, so that was good to hear from everyone in Facebook land. Um, so next up, I'm gonna show you under the eye eyeliner. A gel um, eyeliner, while it might be easy to apply under the eye, is not what is generally recommended for under the eye. There are some exceptions, right? There are some cultures where gel eyeliner above the eye or liquid above and below the eye is totally spot on. I do not happen to belong to one of those cultures. So if you do, this is not meant to say that you shouldn't continue to do you. Uh, but what I like is a softer eyeliner look underneath the eye. Um, and so for that, I'm using a pencil here. This is the PowerPoint eye pencil in the color engraved from MAC. Um, there's at least three main different eyeliner formulas from MAC. And I found that the PowerPoint 
is the right kind of trade-off for me between staying power and ease of use. Um, they have a prolonged wear one that stays longer, but it is so brittle. It breaks off in my pencil sharpener or I put it on the face and it starts to crumble. It is so obnoxious. And then at the other end, the coal, the coal, K-O-H-L kind of coal, so easy and creamy to use. But if you got a hooded eye or even my eye, which is not hooded at all, you open it up, you look up and you get an imprint, a copy up above. So to me, the PowerPoint, it neither has that imprint kind of look nor has the breaking off in the pencil sharpener look and it lasts a long time. So that's why I like this formula. So it's just something to think about in your um, eyeliner formulas. If you're having it, leave an imprint on your eye, you'll want something with more staying power, less creaminess, less of that coal characteristic. And the coal is really meant for this smudgy kind of look. But what I find is that it gets into, and this is for me even, I, haven't, I have to confess I haven't even used coal on a client because I had the issue with me. It gets into every little crease and starts to slide around. Hey, Liz and Cass, I've got to go because I got another meeting I was supposed to be in. <laughs> But uh, I just really want to say thanks, Liz, and you look awesome. So, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, don't forget to get the information to me, okay? Will do. So good to see you, Karen. It's been a All long right. time. Yeah. All thanks. right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining, Karen. Hey, listen to the end of this video when you get a chance because we've got an exciting update from Beth for November, too. All oh, right. And I, here's a little sneak peek. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like my little bottle here, too. Uh, Oh, but yours look nice. <laughs> oh, it's specifically from Oregon, from the Willamette Valley. Oh, wow. I love that. All righty. See y'all later. Have a good night, sweetie. All righty. Bye-bye. Beth, while right. I got you, Renee Mitchell says she has not met you yet. So you've met a new friend tonight. Yay! Um, okay, so back to the eyeliner, the below the eye eyeliner. I was going to show you two different ways. One is the waterline. So the waterline is going to give the effect of making the eye look a little bit smaller, but it makes gets rid of this white area right here. So it can make it look really sexy. So let me show you how that goes. So I'm pulling down a little bit on the, my cheek here so I can get access to the waterline. And if you do the waterline, be prepared to bring your eye pencil in your purse and update it as often as you update your lip gloss or lipstick. I find it has more of a lip gloss kind of staying power than a lipstick staying power. Right there. And then, so see how like intense that is looking? Wow, yeah. And it's super, super easy to do the waterline. And then what I'll go through, and there's these little like white sections in between my lashes. There's my skin is showing through and I'll just go through and kind of hit those guys. And you said that, that's a gray, not a, it's not as dark as the upper eyeliner, right? It's still black, but it's for an eye pencil instead of the gel. So it doesn't translate quite as intense. Okay. And then for this other eye, instead of doing the waterline, I'm gonna go underneath just so you can kind of see the difference and see what you like better. I love that. Thank you for being willing to be asymmetrical so that we can see the difference. Uh, well, you know, I'm going so many places tonight, you know, it's what a Tuesday night. So every club is open in the whole nation, right? Yeah.
I know I'm like heartbroken. I'm going to do this beautiful eye <laughs> slash heroin addict. And then I have to go wash it off and go to bed. And then I can also show you, you know, I can make it so they match too. So, so you can see that this eye looks bigger than this eye. Like the actual, like wide of my eye looks a little bit bigger. But this one looks like a little bit more intense and more smoky. Hey, what do y'all think? I like, well, on my left, the one, yeah, that side. <laughs> I like the other side. <laughs> well, and so then it's, there's that trade-off. And then I can make them match. And then you can see, well, what if I do both? Because more is always better, right? Well, so which one do you want me to match first? Let me go to this side first, because you can already see the pretty big difference between these two. So I'm just adding the waterline onto the under eye eyeliner and then uh, seeing if I need to fill in in between any of the eyelashes. And if you ever seen like the top of my head instead of my eye, you know, Feel free to let me know so I can correct. Would you ever use a white liner with a smoky eye? The question is, would you ever use a white eyeliner with a smoky eye? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would not, but I have not found that the, the white looks attractive on my personal features. And so it's not something that I usually bring up. Also, it's kind of like the opposite of a smoky eye in some reason. So unless you want your eye to look really visually open, yeah. Uh, to try to contrast what's going on with the darkness, I would not. If you're like, I need my eye to look as visually open as possible, then sure, go for it. Okay. Okay, and so here we have below the eye and the waterline on this side. And then I I'm going to look that. at To me, that is, you know, even like more put together, more intense than just the waterline like I have on this side. But you can also see that it pulls down the eye a little bit by how thick it is underneath the eye. So, you know, it's a trade-off of what do you want your eyes to look like, you know? What kind of overall image are you trying to project? Do you want it to look a little bit more lifted here? Or do you want like the increased intensity over here? Any opinions? I, I like the right side, my right side, your left side. Which is which side? The, side one, I, side two. I like side two. Side two, so the extra intensity. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? Yeah, once you went back and added in, I like the other side better. Yeah, the side two? Side two, yeah. Okay. So let me just darken that up again and go underneath. All right, so very dark, very smoky. Makes it look like I have no eyebrows whatsoever. <laughs> um, so next up, we're going to do any questions right now? Or if not, then I'm gonna go on to eyelashes.
I'm good. You good, Chloe? I'm good. It is so helpful to watch you do this and to do this along with you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Oh, it is my pleasure, Cass. It's fun to see y'all. And, and I really like this format of being able to see multiple people on Zoom and have other people chit-chatting with us. That's just, that's more fun for me. <laughs> it is fun. And when I put the poll up as to what kind of makeup lesson to do, we had other suggestions. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Leah Masters, I believe wanted to learn contouring, but not, not like overly dramatic, but natural contouring so that you have like your cheeks looking right. Oh, cool. 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 So, and I've got like multiple levels of contouring I do depending on, you know, what the client is looking for. And I'd be happy to show you my, um, regular level, so to speak. That'd be awesome. Oh, so I forgot to talk about what I'm doing right now. So I'm just making my eyelashes a little bit more curly. I'm using an eyelash curler here. The idea with the eyelash curler is to go through like from the base out and to crimp it several times. So that it's not just like a single like crimp, but making it more of a curl. And the curl idea is that you're visually opening up the eyes rather than having like the eyelashes point down into the eyes. And you might be able to get this to look through like mascara alone. And usually that's what I do. But I wanted to show you uh, this option because some people have eyelashes that are pointed straight forward or some even have eyelashes pointed straight down. On the other extreme, some people have eyelashes so curly that they're tangled up. Uh, but that's kind of the exception. Yeah, I can only curl mine once. Otherwise, they start hitting the top of my eyelid. Oh, because yours are that long, Chloe? Yeah. Oh, you poor girl. Are you taking medication to make them longer? No, they're just... The way no they Latisse are. or glaucoma meds? No, nope. no. Nope. Just the way they are. Lucky you. And then I like to look at them from the side just to make sure that they are all like pointed the same way. And then I go back and catch the ones that aren't. I'm just having fun being on this end of the camera because usually I'm on the other side where you're putting the makeup on. <laughs> oh, leading lessons like for uh, uh, transgender heaven or? Uh, well, we can talk about that if you want to. <laughs> I'm just saying, normally I'm sitting in the chair and you're putting it on me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. All right, so I'm done with the eyeliner. I've curled the eyelashes. Now I'm gonna go in for mascara. So one of the things that I don't have in my kit here that may benefit you and you may like is lash primer. Um, so if you have lash primer, I would put that on now. Right here, girl, I love my eyelash primer. Yes. I have it in, I think I've got it in my personal kit, but I don't know why I don't have it in my my makeup kit. I think I generally just can get such a dramatic look with just mascara. Uh, but if you've got eyelash primer, the cool thing about that is you're not going to build up like the dark, like color and the clumpiness with uh, the eyelash primer. And so there's just a little bit less risk, it seems like. And it can give a lot of uh, drama. Though, Chloe, you might not need that. <laughs> yeah. um, eyelash primer is also an option if you are wanting to do like kind of a clear mascara because it usually dries clear. So some people will do that alone just to feel more feminine if they can't really wear makeup in their uh, work or personal situation, but just want that little something. All right, so for here, 
so you see how I'm lifting my eyebrows. I guess I got my chin up here. Eyes are looking down a little bit and that's to give me access to the eyelashes. And I'm going up, but then I'm also doing a little wiggle here at the end. I'm rotating the brush to get a fresh section that has a product on it. I'm always like so impressed when I put mascara on, like just how the difference it, it, it makes for my eyes. And I don't know if you can see that with how dark the eyeshadow is behind it, but I can really see it here. Yeah, it looks good. I can see how fun this is to just have you do this for me. <laughs> and to know that I would like walk away from the chair looking perfect. Oh yeah. Oh, thanks Cass. It is quite the process. Well, I will say not all makeup artists are good makeup artists. Back when I used to do weddings full time, I had done about 200 weddings by the time I got married. And in that time I had yet to meet, well, you, um, and any makeup artist that I thought did makeup on me better than me. I did so many weddings where people hired really bad makeup artists and they made them look worse than they did normally. I saw one makeup artist make a mother of the bride seriously look 20 years older than she did without makeup. Wow. It was awful. It was awful. That's very sad. Yeah. So that like, you know, not every makeup artist can do what Beth is doing right now. You Oops, are sorry. an artist and that you're doing beautiful work. Thank you, Cass. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and doing this with us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So one of my goals, you know, with makeup artistry, like with my clientele, because I don't do all types of makeup, you know, people. So I like my goal is to generally help transgender women and cross-dressing uh, people uh, create a relatively realistic feminine look, you know, whether that is like a mainstream, like passing look or whether it's the, you know, sexy smoky eye or whether it's a club look, but you know, I don't, I steer away from anything that is like labeled anything close to like a drag look, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I also try to avoid it uh, yeah, when people, want me to do their like wedding makeup or something because weddings are really hectic events. I know few salon owners that like doing weddings. It's usually more stress than people want to deal with. Yeah. So you shooting weddings cast. Oh my God. I, I shot like one what, uh, budget, super budget wedding. Oh my God. That, what a miserable experience. Hmm. I did her makeup first and then I had to shoot right after. And it was like orders from like four different people. They'd already decided where they wanted the photos to be taken in their house, which it was just the worst possible location they could have picked. Uh, it was just miserable. I could not imagine doing makeup and photography. I like elopements. Like I just did an elopement Saturday. I could do an elopement. Oh, that was the, oh, I had so much fun shooting the Justice of the Peace wedding. That was great. Mm -hmm. I love that one. That's the no stress wedding. You're just happy. It's like when you work with a makeup client one-on-one -on -one and you do a photo shoot one-on-one, -on -one. it's peaceful. There's no one pulling at you. That's when the fun comes in. And I don't know about you, but that's when I feel like the artist, when I have time to work with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. 
and you're yeah, not. We got just those super fun images of them after the wedding too, like out in a public park. We were just, we just had a good, good time. Completely opposite this, like, you know, brothers giving me directions, fathers giving me directions, you know, in-laws giving me directions. Ah! <laughs> All well, right, I so, like what you've got behind you with the wedding dresses that somebody doesn't even have to be getting married that day to go. Oh, have that's way better. Dresses. Way better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, way better. So um, I would say the eyes are not complete here until I do eyebrows. And usually I do eyebrows after I do the rest of my face makeup because it's very easy for like foundation and stuff to kind of get in there. Uh, do you want me to do like a quick foundation so you can kind of see how things get pulled together? Or do you want me to kind of just do eyebrows and then stop? Or what are, what are your thoughts, Cass? It's totally up to you, girl. It's 10 after nine. Um, can we wrap up in the next 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, so that would not be a full face. So let me just go, go do eyebrows. Okay. Let me just find a good brush yeah. for eyebrows. I like not do, I want to put like a little foundation on around my eyes so that I can see the makeup pop. I literally rubbed my eyes so much with the um makeup white that I have like a little red mark like it was like irritating my skin oh yeah I All was right. like skin so I think I like I like overdid it so I'm using an eyebrow palette here this one happens to be from a unique the brand I used to sell uh but MAC has a whole bunch of different options too and basically you can use a matte eyeshadow and some of the popular ones from two that match with my eyebrows are the color Omega and the color Cork from MAC. Uh, what I like about using eyeshadow um, or brow powder would be the fancy name for the same product uh, instead of using a pencil is the longevity of the product for the price point. I have never run out of a brow powder in all my years of doing makeup artistry and doing my own makeup. Never. The go-through rate on a pencil is about a month, you know, or less. And a, they cost the same price or a pencil costs more than the powder. Uh, there are some exceptions. When someone has no like natural eyebrows, like alopecia or something like that, I found that a pencil gives a little bit more convincing look because there's nothing for the um, eyebrow powder to grab onto. And so here I'm following my natural sort of eyebrow line, but I emphasizing the higher point of it to make like the eye makeup area, like where I put the highlight, look a little bit bigger. And then I'm free forming this, uh, but let me show you what the rule of thumb is for where to start, where the high point is and where you like should finish up. So the general rule of thumb, so if you take like a pencil, you know, brush here or here along the edge of your nose, that's where the eyebrow should start. Eyebrow should end outer corner of the nose. So if your nose is super wide here, then you may want to go like more of the tip um, or just like split the difference and then outer uh, part of the eye. And then that's where the outer part of the eyebrow should be. And then the highest point is you're going to go same thing, but you're going to go through the pupil.
That's awesome. My mom had showed me a little bit of that when I was young, and I had always wondered if it was like still in fashion to kind of do it that way, or like things that the eyebrows had changed. Although I never knew the high point. I just knew the outer edges and lining up the outer edges in your nose. Yeah, so the high point, that's going to change a little bit depending on fashion. Um, and you can see, and the thickness totally depends on the, what era we're in, you know, 1980s, super thin, the forties really thin, like the 2010s have been pretty thick, you know, and pretty prominent. And so far I'm just using like one color here. And often I'll start with like a lighter color and then I can add in a little bit of like contour, the darker color. I know that sounds like, so what do they say today? Extra. Uh, <laughs> I like it. And then even after I put the color in here and it looks pretty good, which let me see. Oh, that eyebrow is higher than this one. Shoot. Let That's me see okay. I, I have that permanently. <laughs> Super. it's hard with you doing like a mirror that's too close so i recommend one that is a reasonable distance away like i have over here on the side here let me just see if i can even that out all right that's a little bit better and then let me just show you i like to take a um on a spoolie of some type so i'm just going to use a clean brush here instead of using like a lash comb and I'm just like to brush it through to integrate the color and make the lines not look too harsh. Gorgeous. I've never done my eyebrows. I did not have powder to do it. So I'm just watching you. And now that's like, I want to do that every time. Cause again, when I've had, I actually had a makeup artist do my eyebrows once before going on stage and speaking. And I felt like I had these big brown like lines. Like it was so much powder. It looked fake. Yours looks natural and beautiful. Um, thank you. Um, so you'll want to like probably because you've changed your color several times with your hair, right, Cass? Because you had red mm -hmm. at one point, right? And yeah, it's supposed to be red now, but it's a little dark. But I have a it looks brunette from here. Yeah, it looks brunette to me too. So we'll see if we can get some red back in. You may want to have a variety of colors. So like Mac has little three packs of colors. And so I, you know, for me, I would go to the Mac store and see, hey, what looks right? With your current hair color, they've got one that's called um, I think it's spike. It seems about what I'm seeing on there. Uh, but under normal times, you might like the cork level better. Thank you. Or just go in and look at the single eyeshadows, you know, and that's an option too. Do we have any time left, Cass? Sure. All right. So I'm just going to throw on some, uh, I've got some moisturizing foundation primer here. And I better put that on a sponge because otherwise I need to go wash my hands because I got makeup on them. And you do not, after we spent that much time not getting our smoky on our face, you don't want to rub your mascara covered hands on your face. Has anyone noticed that the price of makeup sponges has gone up with the pandemic? They have gone up uh, from like $10 for 192 to 17. So not quite double. Wow. Uh, but it's worth it. And you like a makeup sponge over a makeup brush, a foundation brush? Um, so this is, well, actually I have started switching away from with the foundation brush toward the sponge. And the reason is 
you know, there's fewer things to clean and brushes are taking longer to clean than ever because I'm cleaning them two different ways uh, instead of just one way to make sure that they're as sterile as I can make them. So I'm cleaning them both with my normal like alkaline-based cleaner and then I'm cleaning them with an the alcohol-based cleaner afterwards. So is if I can use more disposable products, uh, that just makes my life easier. Oh, that makes sense. So that's like a COVID change. Yeah, for the foundation part, uh, for using it for the moisturizer and foundation primer, this is what I've always used. Or always as in for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to put on my um, foundation. Now that I've done foundation primer, uh, my color is NW25 uh, from the MAC Pro Longwear Waterproof line. Um, I like this. It's a medium to full coverage buildable foundation. Oh my God, no, I can just watch okay. you do makeup. I could just, I, it's like, Chloe, don't you feel like mesmerized watching mm -hmm. her do this? Yeah, I'm actually interested in the moisturizing because I've been very dry this summer for whatever reason. Oh, that's opposite your normal problems, right, Chloe? Oh, yeah, I remember how oily I used to be. I do. Two hours and it was off. <laughs> have you been to like one of the foofy like places like Aveda or Clinique to help them assess? I, I tried Clinique and it actually was worse. I don't know why. Oh, you are kidding me. Uh, well, I can tell you from the makeup side of things, some things that are helping with my clients who have dry skin. Uh, for helping the makeup stick would that be useful it might be i yeah i think it's just the hrt that's doing it but yeah uh, so what i found like last winter i had so many people with super dry skin so i had to add multiple extra levels of moisturizing in addition to moisturizer so the makeup would not like just come right off of them yeah. and so one of them is this foundation primer that i use it's an extra moisturizing one the natural radiance yeah, that. foundation primer. And then there's another product, which is hiding. I haven't had to pull it back out again for this season yet, but it's another like moisture um, laden one. But you'll have to tell me more about like the issues. Maybe we can chat about that. I'm just going to have to come and visit. Yeah, well, I don't have any products I'm selling these days, uh, but I still come and visit. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And I think Giselle, oh, I was ready to have you over for, so you all can talk about uh, your points in transition and ways uh, forward. Oh yeah. All right, so foundation on. Joanne Carroll has joined us. She usually has something that happens on Tuesday night. So this is like a rare specialty that she's made it in time. Yay, Joanne. Okay. All right, next thing I was gonna do was, uh, so I set the foundation with powder but this powder is also my contouring powder. So, uh, so it's a twofer. So I have it in like nine shades for the studio. Uh, so it's the mineralized skin finish natural from Mac. For me, my shade is light plus. And today I'm going for a not an incredibly intense contour, just a regularly intense contour. So I'm going for medium deep, but I wanted a little bit darker color. Oh, actually this one is, well, I already picked one that's relatively intense, but in any case, there's ones that are even more intense that I could have used. So, uh, last time when I did my makeup for last week, I did medium dark instead of medium deep and it's one color less intense. So I'm gonna do this light plus, which is pretty close to my skin tone all over my face. 
so what I find is that helps like set the makeup. It helps fill in like the pores just a little bit more. And in terms of photography, and you'll appreciate this cast is it gets rid of hot spots. Very so, nice. Uh, so AKA it makes your face less shiny. I have an issue. I have one client in particular um, who's not in the community. Actually, she's, she's cisgendered, but she, I think she's aged herself out of wearing highlighter. So she wears a lot of highlighter on her face and it makes her look wrinkly and sweaty in the pictures afterwards. Like, well, could you convince her to wear a non-shiny highlighter? Like one that is just like a color like this, you know, that's a shade lighter than her skin tone? I, I could try. Part of the problem is I'd never had seen her do it until the first time we had a photo shoot. And she was like, I did this for the photo shoot. And I, all I could think was, oh my God, now you look sweaty. <laughs> like we can't undo it. But that's what happens when um, you're a photographer and you are not the makeup artist. Well, so you might be able to soften that up even with a translucent powder that uh, in photography school, they talk about all photographers should have like a translucent setting powder all the time to get rid of the shiny areas. So maybe that would offset it some, but without a full like makeup kit, cause this product would probably take down a lot of that shine. And I don't know how you convince them to like change their makeup look once they're already there. I know. And then you don't want them to feel bad. So it's one of those where you need the post-production airbrushing software to, to. Oh, how it. annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, I much prefer to like, you know, get the look as good as possible in the studio and have as little homework as possible preach <laughs> all right renee says thank you so much she's really enjoyed this she has to go she says good night good night renee all right so here i've been doing just a simple super contouring i've been taking this little bit darker color and going underneath the cheekbones out from the ear toward the lips and i've been going around the edge of the face I've got a relatively oval face by my assessment and oval is like the mo most ideal face shape, supposedly, yay me. Uh, <laughs> but so that's one of the reasons I go around the whole face. Uh, for people with a heart-shaped face, like Cass, you might have a heart-shaped face. Yeah. Um, you could just actually do it around the top here because your bottom is already like that perfect kind of shape that you don't have to contour that more. You're just trying to get this other, other part into become a little bit more oval. Unless I'm bloated, then down here, this needs contoured. <laughs> Whatever you say, Kiss. <laughs> All right, and then I'm gonna take a little bit under the tip of my nose and a little bit along the sides here. Uh, norm, if I were teaching this in a, you know, it was a contouring class, I would be doing this with a more detailed brush. Yeah, I can tell you're doing this super fast. We need a full contouring class with you. That would be really fun. What do you think, Chloe? I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Well, I can go over different levels of contouring too, because if you contour with foundation, so sometimes people want this really intense like evening look and contouring with foundation, whew, that'll give it. And then I do this over it. <laughs> so we get a double layer of contouring and it totally rocks them. That'd be amazing. Well, while you are finishing up, so I want to let everybody know we've got something really special happening. Um, so Next month in November, we are going to have a, um, a wine class with Beth. I'm so excited. 
Um, of, of all the best skills, she's, you know, nuclear physicist, photographer, makeup artist, veteran, um, world, you know, renowned cyclist. She also um, is <laughs> a wine expert and um, a very down to earth grounded wine expert. And we're going to have like a tasting class. Um, we're going to do it the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So it's going to be our gratitude episode where we all get to drink and say what we're thankful for and have some family time before family members may or may not descend due to COVID. Um, but the My Feminine Heart family. And so um, we're going to send lots of information out for this in advance. But if you want to join us on Zoom, um, Beth, like literally everybody can have a different uh, bottle of wine that she will recommend. Yay, she's drinking now. <laughs> and so we all have a different bottle of wine and then she can talk to us one-on-one -on -one about what we're smelling, what we're drinking, what it tastes like, all the, all the things. Yeah. So what I'm, so we're going to actually have a certain theme and the theme is going to be the Willamette Valley of Oregon. And I've got a, you can pick out whatever bottle you want from Oregon, from the Willamette Valley. And we're all, all going to talk about like what we're tasting from the wine, what we're seeing in the wine. I'll talk to you about the different regions in Oregon and the Willamette Valley, how the valley was formed with the geography and the Venduser corridor and how that influenced the taste of the wine. Um, and I will have a bottle uh, from one of my wine clubs open uh, for me. Um, so like tonight I've got Domaine Druin. They're a French producer that bought uh, land uh, quite a while ago at, in the Willamette uh, up in the Northern area, Dundee Hills. Um, yeah, yeah, and I love the wines from Yola Amity Hills, and I can send you a list of like producers to look for um, as well. And there's some that are available, like nationwide, and some are just going to be in certain markets. That's awesome. And then this is going to be a public episode, so club members will be on Zoom, but we are going to share this with everybody, the whole wide um, my feminine heart sisterhood. So oh, so it'll be fun like this where I get to see people again. Yeah, you're going to see people Yay! and it's going to be on the public Facebook page. So then even people who aren't club members yet can like join in and drink along with us if they want. So, that sounds yay. so fun Beth, thank you so much for your time tonight. Okay, your makeup looks amazing. The only thing I didn't do was my lips yet. And uh, somehow I misplaced my lip stain I was going to use. So it's over there. <laughs> it, I think your lips look gorgeous. Um, oh my gosh. All right. So come in nice and tight. Let us see what those eyes look like. Wow. I feel like you've done this once or twice before. Uh, yep. Yep. I've done this a lot of times. It's the first time I've done these colors on me. I love it. I love it. And Beth, what are all the ways that people can work with you, that you can work with them with their makeup and their photography? Because it's not just virtual, though you do virtual, you are helping people in person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, even with COVID, Montgomery County and the state of Maryland allowed me to go back to work seeing in-person clients as of August 5th of this year. So I'm wearing a mask like during the whole time, but while we do makeup, you don't have to wear a mask. So that's the way they're letting us actually do makeup here in the state of Maryland. Uh, and so I can help you with makeup lessons. So I do half your face and you do the other half. Um, we can do that you know, virtually on like video, though I really like the hands-on if you can make it in for hands-on. Um, and I also have like the me apply makeup and we've got um, clothing, bring your clothing, use my clothing and do photo shoots. And we also have like outings where we can go out. I finally went to Freddy's by the way. So Freddy's is reopened and they do not have karaoke right now, but they have drag performances Wednesday. They have drag bingo 
Saturday, they've got their drag show and Sunday, I think they've got some sort of drag brunch and that's the only time they're taking reservations. They're open seven days a week. Uh, and then we also have all of our regular uh, mainstream venues in Tacoma Park that are fun to go to too. Oh, and you have to check out the Freddy's back patio. It looks like a tiki bar like down in Florida. It is so cool. And it's got heat lamps out there too. Nice. Yeah, you had me at brunch. I'm ready to drive down and have brunch at Freddy's. I've never been to Freddy's. Uh, well, as Freddie always says, a brunch is fabulous, nonetheless, yeah. even though it's not a brunch buffet anymore. <laughs> now, can we do the smoky eye at brunch if it's Freddie's brunch? Oh, yes. You can do whatever you want to at Freddie's. You can wear um, a petticoat or a hoop skirt to Freddie's if you want. <laughs> or you can wear a cocktail dress at breakfast and six inch heels. You'll be just fine. I love it. I love it. I like to go someplace where there's no rules. Oh, yeah. um, Freddy's is just incredible that way. And we had one last club member I want to say hi to. Leah Masters uh, joined us tonight. So hi, Leah. Thank you hi, for Leah. joining us. Beth, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Your makeup looks amazing. Please take some selfies. I want to see everyone's selfies when you practice this. I don't care if it's like, you know, this weekend or a month from now. When you do your smoky eye, you got to take the selfie and share it on the Facebook page. So excited to do this. Beth, cannot wait to have you back. You are a treasure and you are like officially part of the My Feminine Heart family. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cass. And thank you for including me because it's really fun. And I look forward to next time. Oh, me too. All right. So stay tuned. If you are not getting my emails, email me info at CassandraStorm.com so you can get all the info on the next time Beth is joining us so you know what wines to buy and you can join on the wine tasting for our gratitude episode the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So stay beautiful, everybody. Good night. Love you all. Thank you so much.